Bill O'Reilly joins us uh, today. He's not going to be with us on uh, Friday. Uh, Bill, I I don't know why the left is is trying to make a hero now out of uh, Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky, let her get on with her life for the love of Pete. The one that really needs to be reexamined is Juanita Broderick. Well, that's not going to happen. I mean, it's a bigger picture. First of all, Beck, I'm addicted to outrage like you are. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> just addicted to outrage. outrage. Yes, I know. I know. The bigger picture here is this. Um, the Democratic Party is confused now. They don't know what to do. All right. Um, Juanita Broderick claimed that Bill Clinton tried to rape her. The press never in a million years is going to give that allegation any exposure at all. None. It's not going to happen. So you could talk about it. I could talk about whatever. She had much more. I mean, she was credible. She was credible. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to get back into it. Um, And they didn't report it when it happened. Okay, so why are they then getting into the Monica Lewinsky thing? Because they have to at least acknowledge that Hillary Clinton, beyond all rationality, is, is putting herself out there in these positions where she has to relitigate this stuff. Now, the reason she's doing it is she wants to remain relevant so she can run again for president. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Come on. Come on, really? You know, Beck, I'm, I'm you telling really you, think... you know that I'm the most brilliant political analyst in the country. No, I don't know. I am telling you that she wants to run again for president in two. No, I know she wants to run. Do yes. you really think she will? It depends. Depends a lot on Biden. It depends a lot on um, whether she feels that the field against her is weak, which it is. It's absolutely weak. But the bigger picture is that the Democratic Party doesn't know what to do with Bill and Hillary Clinton. They don't know what to do with them. All right. So Bill Clinton and Hillary are going on a road and, and, and talk to their devoted supporters. This isn't an accident. This is a, is a trial. I mean, to see how many people show up, how enthusiastic they are. Uh, Bill will say, look, when I was president, we did all this, and Hillary was a great uh, first lady, and she did all this, and then she was a great senator, and she was a great secretary of state. That's what this is. It's ginning it up across the country to see how it's going to fly. But if you think Hillary Clinton is just going to go away quietly into the night, she's not. She wants to be president. And she realizes that the Democratic field, as it stands now, is extremely weak. Who's going to vote for Elizabeth Warren? I mean, that uh, not the Cherokee people. (laughs) No, that crushed her. Yeah, it's horrible. Crushed the Boston Globe thought it was doing her a favor by saying, "Oh yeah, we you know she got a little bit of blood in there." And then the Cherokee Nation, the Cherokees themselves, came out and said, "Knock it off, will you? She's not Cherokee. Um, This is a, a total ruse and fraud. Knock it off." The Cherokee Indians themselves. It's crazy. Okay. And Warren used that ruse, as I say in my message of the day on BillOReilly.com today, used the ruse to advance her career in academia. So, and this is a woman who thinks she's going to win an election? She's not. 
only in Massachusetts and maybe in Oregon, you know, these states, that she could get into the Senate. But as a national viable candidate, no way. Bill, so, as the nation's uh, number one political strategist, uh, <laughs> do you? Because how could she come out with this whole thing, Elizabeth Warren, without having someone on record from the Cherokee Nation to support her? I mean, she, how did she, she not does. see this coming? She, she has her grandmother who once told her when she was three <laughs> that she had high cheekbones, and that's because way, 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 way back. Um, uh, she was a Cherokee. It just so doesn't. Her grandmother, you know, was a source of all of this. But look, um, getting back to to Beck's uh, Hillary Clinton scenario, um, Hillary Clinton is a woman who is obsessed. Oh yeah. All right. She no, doesn't she... fit into the Me Too movement. Uh-huh. Obviously, she doesn't fit in there because she has her husband. Um, and she doesn't fit into the far left, even though she panders to them all the time, because she's corrupt. basically she's the know, system. Yeah, she's a system, uh, a pal, what they call in New York. She's a pal. So but she she and her husband and I spent um, I was at the Yankee game and I, I would talk to Bill Clinton for about 20 minutes, uh, as I mentioned to you last time I was on. Um she and her husband say, you know what, they may not like us, they being the Democratic voters, but we're so much better than what is up there now. I mean, Michael Bloomberg is going to run for president on a Democratic ticket. And, you know, outside of New York, nobody knows who Bloomberg is. Very smart guy, by the way. Extremely intelligent. All right. But he doesn't really have much of a chance, but he's got a lot of dough. He's got a lot of money and he'll be in there. But other than that, you tell me, if Biden doesn't go, and Biden, I think, is going to be 98 years old next year. I, I'm, I don't know. He's, he's an older senior citizen. I, I will tell you this, Bill. You know who I think is positioning for a run? And I don't think in 2020, but I think 2024. I don't think it's going to be Hillary Clinton that will be the first first lady that becomes president. I think it could be Michelle Obama. Maybe. I, I'm not sure whether Michelle Obama has the drive, but... Certainly, she would be formidable, and then there's Barack, and it's it's the reverse, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're they don't have the resume. I mean, the Obamas, if you even if you don't like them, I mean, they conducted themselves pretty well. Personally, I'm not sure you the need year, the. You know? I'm not sure you need the uh, the resume. I mean, I heard I heard the Rock say, you know, if I'm going to seriously do this, I, I you know I've got to I've got to actually run something. Uh, I can't just be in movies. And I, I thought to myself, I'm not sure that matters. I'm really it doesn't matter anymore. Trump no. has smashed that, but it's certainly a plus for Michelle Obama because she doesn't have any little attachments, and and so that you know that's not going to be a diversion. So you might be right there. I mean, I, I don't know her that well. I met her a few times. Um, I know she was very powerful in the White House, mm-hmm. extremely powerful, mm-hmm. and that was kept very quiet. And and you I might think be right. You might you know this isn't her time. The next time around, she don't want to go up against Trump. Um, certainly doesn't want to do that. But in two twenty four, absolutely, she could uh, if she wanted it. I think the Democratic Party would rally around her. Yeah. All right. When when we come back, I want to talk to you about um, Antifa and. 
what is going on in the streets of Portland. More with Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. And don't forget, his new book is out, Killing the SS, which is fantastic. Uh, pick it up and uh, grab my book at the same time. Buy them as a uh, set. I think, I think that's what Amazon is recommending. People who buy this bought this too. Uh, so grab them because they're both really good. All right. Liberty safe. Glenn Beck. I'll play some audio for you um, uh, from Portland. Uh, This is a woman who is standing waiting to cross the street. Um, She is uh, a widow of a New York police officer who lost his life on 9-11. And Antifa is standing behind and they are just, well, listen, here it is. Why are you trying to block me? I'm trying to walk here. Germany, where the SA and uh, Antifa uh, are the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same, same people. The SA were Hitler's uh, street thugs who went out and beat up anybody who opposed Nazism and uh, all that. And they were, uh, they had little uniforms, little brown shirts. They ran around, and the authorities did the same thing they're doing in Portland, Oregon. Uh, they stepped back and let these SA uh, bully boys. Uh, beat up innocent people and insult mm-hmm. them like that. Exactly the same. Yeah. No difference. Uh, this happens. And I want everybody to get that. Yeah, this this happens. I mean, it, it happened with the black shirts as well in Italy. This is. Yeah, the Mussolini's the, guy. And, yeah, and that's this is what the they do. That's the blueprint. Right. Okay, so here's the story. I used to work in Portland, Oregon. I worked uh, at Channel 2 there. And uh, beautiful place, beautiful state. But Multnomah County, where Portland is located, uh, is a far-left hippie place. And it has been that for many, many years, where they are permissive. Uh, they want the uh, farthest left politicians they can get, and they have it. So now you got a guy, Wheeler, the mayor of the town, who runs a police bureau. That's what they call it there. Who basically says, I'm not going to enforce the law. Not going to do it. And that poor woman uh, is going to be assaulted verbally and not allowed to walk where she wants. And that's okay with me, Mayor Ted Wheeler. That's fine. And I'm going to tell my officers, don't help that woman. Don't interfere there. And also, I'm going to let Antifa uh, surround the ICE headquarters, and I'm going to let them do pretty much whatever they want to do, including fighting on the street, using masks over their faces, carrying weapons. They can do whatever they want to do. Now, this is America. You would think the people of Portland, Oregon, would rise up, right? That they would go out in the Rose City with signs condemning the mayor and Antifa and mass, tens of thousands of them. 
They gather by the Willamette River with the signs, this is not the city we want. You got anybody out there doing that? Mm-hmm. Nobody. So this is the problem. The problem is not Wheeler. The problem is not Antifa. The problem is the people in Portland, Oregon. And that's why I wrote Killing the SS, because I'm saying we better wake up here in America. We better wake up and confront evil, and Antifa is evil. So, did I get my so, point across, Yeah, guys, I think you, you think? did, and I've got a lot okay. to ask you about on this. But let, me, right. uh, let me start w- with this. <clears throat> Why do you suppose that there isn't a a an uprising uh, in Portland? Are they are they blind to it for some reason? Or do they actually support it? Are they afraid to come out? What is the what's the well, real no reason? leadership in the, in the, in Multnomah County. So you, if I were still working in Channel Two, I'd be doing commentaries, going, "Okay, I'm going to be out." Uh, on the banks of the Willamette River. I'm going to be there at uh, 10 in the morning on a Saturday. I want you all come out and support what I'm doing. Okay, nobody's going to do that. There's nobody in town going to do that with any visibility at all. Number two, um, unfortunately, because there are many, many, many good people in Portland and Multnomah County, and I have friends there, most people are selfish. All right? They're into their own pursuits. They're doing whatever they want to do. And you know what? This is an annoyance, but, yeah, I don't really want to spend time on this. And then maybe they're not like me, and maybe Antifa will hit me, or I'm not going to do it. It's a selfish thing. And it's not just in Portland, Oregon. I mean, we have to really, as as a people, we really have to start to rise up and say, hey, you know what? We want due process. We want a presumption of innocence. We don't want thugs on the streets in mass beating people up and telling women that their husband should rot in a grave. We don't want that. Okay, so in Portland, do we have any Democratic? Because it's all Democrats, 100%. Got any politicians there? Got the governor of Oregon doing anything about this? Saying anything about it? No. No, no, no. Uh Uh-uh. And that's how far we've come. That's how far we've declined. So, Bill, I want to talk to you a little bit more about this and just w- one thing. on And when you say we've got to stand up and fight this, I, I'd like to hear your uh, opinion on, on what exactly that means. Um, but also, when we come back, I want to take you to Saudi Arabia. Things have gotten even more bizarre. Now, yeah. they're, now they're saying that uh, Khashoggi was a- alive and aware as they were dismembering him. Uh, It is just an amazing story. I'd love to hear your take on it. And also, if you were the president or advising the president, what would you do when we come back? Glenn Beck, Mercury. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Bill, the frustration is growing in America. The press is excusing uh, Antifa. They are excusing everything that Democrats are saying. Uh, Another Democrat up in uh, Minnesota came out over the weekend and said, it's time to bring the guillotines out for the Republicans. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable what is being said and dismissed when there is actual violence on the streets you um you said a minute ago you know 
rise up and and fight this how do you do that and not make things worse well i think you do it peacefully number one and i think that uh various uh people have to say you know let's get a little group together and um maybe we go out and and stand in the park with some signs saying whatever or maybe we write a letter to the editor of our local newspaper uh, with 500 signatures attached to it. So the Oregonian, for example, a very left-wing newspaper, you know, you say, okay, we'd like to have um, some space for an op-ed. We have a community group, and this is the way we feel about it. There are things you can do to be visible in your local community. It doesn't have to be a big national thing because that's almost impossible. But I'm trying to get people to understand the evil that's growing in America, which is, you know, what – Killing the SS is really essentially about. And, and a lot of people still want to look away at it. They, they don't want to engage. And um, if we continue down this road with the press being, as you just pointed out, solidly aligned with the most progressive, the most anarchistic elements in our society, the press sympathizes with all of them. They sympathize with open borders. They sympathize with legalized narcotics. They sympathize with not prosecuting violent crimes. Uh, this, the press and mass is, is, is an agency now that advances socialism and progressive causes. So, so and that's the big difference. We didn't have that. What was that a left-wing press? But we didn't have an activist left-wing press, and that's what we have now. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Um, uh, I beg to differ with you on the on the activist press. If you look at you know um, the 1960s, uh, some of them we don't have it. We de- we've never had it like this, but we we have had it in the uh, in the past. If if somebody stood up, let's say a, a you know some group with standing in the community uh, stood up and they did a nonviolent you know, protest, a nonviolent march, a march for justice and nonviolence or whatever. Right. Um, And they followed the King um, uh, rules where you just never swing back. Uh, That group most likely is going to be beaten uh, for doing it by Antifa. But in the 1960s, the press played that coverage. I don't think the press plays that coverage this time. You know, somebody else will take a, a cell phone video and throw it out, which is what happened and is that an, over the weekend. Is that and, enough? And any group doing that would have to hire security. They'd have to hire people to protect them. Um, you can do this. It just takes, it takes leadership. It takes organization. But, but on the press thing, uh, look, let's, let's segue into Saudi Arabia now um, because the press – is actively trying to go, you saw it on 60 Minutes, mm-hmm. you saw Leslie Stoll try to do it, Trump into basically dismissing Saudi Arabia, all right? Well, they, they want to not trade with them, they want to crush that nation because the nation is, quote-unquote, bad. Okay, I'm not going to stick up for Saudi Arabia, it is bad. But Saudi Arabia is the bulwark against Iran in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. It's the leader of Jordan and Egypt and that movement to blunt Iran's terrorism and destruction of Israel. Saudi Arabia is leading that charge. So why on earth does the American left want to destroy that nation? When in history, we allied ourselves with Stalin, who was killing millions of people while we were allied with him because we had to defeat Hitler. 
All right. And you can just give a thousand other examples of countries that we had to do business with that were bad countries for the greater good. But the left wing press now says to Trump, you're an idiot because you're not destroying Saudi Arabia. You should destroy them and then not trade with them, sanction them, boycott them, all of that. And then you turn around and go, the unintended consequence of that is that the whole alliance against Iran falls apart. And Iran is empowered eight times as much as they are now. And so is the Muslim Brotherhood. Yeah, and and the the left-wing press doesn't care. What happened to ISIS? Have you seen one article from the mainstream media about how the Trump administration destroyed ISIS? No. Have you seen one? No. Under Obama, ISIS ran wild and killed tens of thousands of innocent people. For eight years. For eight years. Trump gets in there in the first year he wipes them out because of Mathis, the defense secretary. And he didn't do it in a very public way. It was all done behind the scenes. But you can get those articles. You can get those stories. All right. Nobody even tried to get them. All right. So, Bill, here's the, yeah. here's the problem with, with Saudi Arabia, as I see it. You're exactly right. You know, we're in a we're in a no win situation. In fact, I think we're in a lose lose situation here, standing with people who we've known forever. Do, they do this kind of thing all the time. Yeah, um, they're bad people. We shouldn't have been in bed with the kingdom of Saudi Arabia in the first place, but we were, and now they're they're um, a strong ally. That is one of the only ones that is standing f- uh, up for Israel at least quietly fighting the Muslim Brotherhood and fighting Iran. They, we have a lot of aligned interest, even though I don't want to be in bed with them. But now, how do you get out? If, if, you uh, can't get out. Well, but wait a minute. Saudi Arabia, this is different because if there is a tape of this guy being dismembered while he was alive, this will set the world on fire. It's Different. And then you sanction Saudi Arabia in a way that hurts them but doesn't destroy the kingdom. That's what you have to do. So, um, but look, Trump doesn't have the heart for this. He doesn't want to cancel the arms deals that enrich America. He doesn't want to do it. And the reason that we're, we have a relationship with Saudi Arabia anyway is because they headed OPEC. We needed that oil in the, in the 60s and 70s and 80s. We don't anymore. But now Silicon Valley takes a lot of their money. Right. So I, have, I say punish them. You know, when, when it comes out, and I believe firmly they did it. I do, too. I don't think there's any doubt that they did it. This guy walked into the consulate in Istanbul, the Saudi consulate, and he was butchered or whatever. Okay? They did it. And I believe that sultan, that guy running the place, he ordered it. Right to the top. So when that comes out, then Trump has to say, we're going to do this and figure out a way to punish them, um, but not destroy them. That's what has to happen for the good of America. And do you think they'll take that punishment? They've said that if we respond, they have to, to, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like Turkey when uh, letting a pastor out. Erdogan says, oh, I'm not going to let him out. Well, he's out. I mean, Saudi Arabia can't exist without the United States. They can't exist without the United States because Iran will go in there and cause so much trouble that the the place will collapse. And so they need the United States. They can say whatever they want to say. They need us. 
And they've got to pay a price for this. They absolutely have to pay a price for it. Do you think Turkey has the tape, or is this bluster? How can I possibly know, Beck? Well, I mean, I've been to Turkey uh, three times. All right, uh, I don't know what tape they have or what channel they watch. I don't know anything what well, they do. I, I, I would think the leading national Thank strategist you, in politics would I, at least have some idea. Some on, clue, on I like guess, that. on it. I mean, I mean, I would think so, too. A person well, who's... I mean, in the Saudi uh, consulate is Saudi Arabian territory. The Turks have no access. They did go in, by the way, which is interesting. And they say, yeah, we found some chemical agents of then and somebody painted something. But let's just wait. But... I don't think anybody listening to us right now should have any doubt that this guy was assassinated <laughs> by the Saudi government. It's amazing how close this is to Rear Window, uh, the Hitchcock movie. I mean, it's it's really, I mean, it's, you know, if the Muslim Brotherhood and Giant Swords were involved. Um, Bill, always good to talk to you. The book, uh, Killing the SS, absolutely worth the read. It uh, applies to today, shows real heroes and real, real villains that got away for away with it for quite some time. Yeah, and I want to tell everybody I had back on uh, the No Spin News on BillOReilly.com yesterday for a rollicking 20-minute interview, which we've posted now, so anybody can see it. You don't and have to be were, a premium member to watch it. You were a pretty tame. You were pretty tame. I thought maybe they were, you no, were asleep I mean, there for a while. You and I, I, I mean, you and I are, are simpatico on most issues now. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about happened. that, but I think it's because having me on every week, you, you've now thought about. You know, Bill is really right. No, no. moderated your position. No, uh-uh. no, no. You I think you came no. my way. I think you stopped saying, "Oh, back. Oh, that's crazy." Crazy. I think I mean, you're seeing it now. I did point out was that you're looking more and more like Colonel Sanders every day. And I feel and sorry for the colonel because he's being told every day you look more and more like Glenn Beck. And he's like, I'm, I'm <laughs> the, the people, chicken the guy. actually walk up to you and order tubs of chicken. And <laughs> they actually do that? Like they think that they're going to get a tub of chicken away from me? I don't think so. Uh, Bill, good to talk to you. Thank you so much. Right. BillOReilly.com.